be the boss and be the person that was like making stuff happen. So the best way to really jump into it is to just do it. So just that's do it. Discover your purpose. It may not look like what it is when you are trying to discover it. Once we remove excuses, we're able to move forward. Yeah, once we're able to remove excuses, we're able to move forward. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, Chef Kev. Uh, welcome to another episode of I Am CEO Podcast. It's been a minute. Life been lifing. But you know what? We are here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. So if you're live on YouTube, live on Facebook, it doesn't matter. Um I'm doing this because my purpose told me that I was supposed to do this. So I'm going to keep doing it until it says I should not. So today we're going to be talking about peace promotes purpose. We're living in a day and age where a lot of people are discussing the word boundary and I got to protect my peace. I got to protect my peace and that's great it's nothing wrong with protecting your peace so I think the uh the purpose of me talking about this um there was a conversation I was having uh, with my wife and we were discussing like why we're able to do some of the things that we have been able to accomplish within a short period of time and that's due to the level of peace that has been promoted throughout our relationship. Now, that's not to say that we're perfect, but that is to say that most of the time we promote peace. So when I say promote peace, um, let me give you an example. So when I am cooking for clients and I am trying to get ready to essentially when I'm at home, I'm Kevin. I'm, uh, you know, I'm still a type. I'm still trying to make sure stuff is in order. I'm a little bit controlling in ways that I, you know, kind of got to work on a little bit. That's because I was, I grew up with the military parent who, uh, my daddy didn't take shit. You know, if you walked around and you seen something on the floor and, uh, you didn't pick it up, he made a whole, a huge fuss and it created like a, chaotic atmosphere but that is not to say that I should do the same thing but that is to give you context where the background comes from of why I do the things I do so when I am cooking my wife and I have have agreed that she will if the boys are here if there's a lot going on because usually when I'm cooking there's there's a lot going on in the background she tries to make sure that they are taken care of they're fed the house is good. Nobody needs anything from daddy in that moment because I need peace to cook, whether that's turn on my music, whether that's just be in silence or just be locked in. And without peace, I will not be able to achieve the levels of like inclusiveness and, and, and trust and cooperation of the things that I need around me. So that's why I'm saying that your your peace promotes your purpose because it allows you to do what you were called to do. Your purpose is your calling. So my calling may be walking into 
someone's home and cooking, but that's just my, that is my uh, office position. I'm in someone's home, but I'm not really, that is not my purpose, if that makes sense. My purpose is to give people an experience and be a light in certain situations where God called me to be. So the cooking is the sanctuary or the door that opens up the opportunity for me to use my purpose. So without the platform in the foundation set for me to be able to perform and do those things on a high level, I would not be able to go into those people's homes. Shout out to all my clients who, who, who you know, who you are, you, you take care of me. You guys are extremely um, generous and I have some great clients, but I would not be able to do that without peace. So I just want to lay the foundation of what we're talking about. So if you're just tuning in, Peace Promotes Purpose, episode 102 um, on I Am CEO Podcast. This is your boy, Chef Kev, and I'm talking about Peace Promotes Purpose. So there is a lot of conversation and a lot of things that are being said in society and media and social media and things like that on a daily basis about how can we have a level of like what we need versus what we are trying to like achieve? So a lot of people operate differently. So for me, I can operate and go into a chaotic environment and still perform. Uh, Sometimes that's not the best thing, but that's just, that's just how I've been able to, you know, to operate. But some people require a great deal of peace and stillness to be able to do what they are called to do. So I kind of want to talk through some steps of, you know, this IMCEO podcast is just about business owners or about people who are looking to just be an entrepreneur or just, you know, you want to own something one day. But I said this in episode one, you want to own your mindset. You want to own your function. So your function may be I log in every day and go to work or your function may be uh, I go into this hard labor job or your function may be a business owner or your function may be an athlete or function may be a student. But owning your mindset starts with setting the tone for your peace. So, That's waking up every day, creating a routine, whether that's going to the gym, whether that's praying first, whether that's brushing your teeth first, whatever your routine is, get into the routine of understanding what works for you. Because I think what happens is a lot of us, and I am one who has done this as well, we get into a marriage or we get into a relationship or we get into a, a routine and we put others before ourselves And we don't focus on what works for us or what fuels us. And even even myself, I have lost myself trying to make sure that everyone else around me is okay. But that's not to say that I don't like doing that because that's something I enjoy. But what I've learned over time is that when my cup runs empty, I have nothing else to give. So your peace is what pours water into your cup. 
So if your cup is your, your mental, um, your physical, your ability to just uh, regulate your emotions or your ability to just have something for yourself, whatever that is, we have to establish what that is and we can't rely on others to do it for us. And that is taking, um, this is a season of transformation for, for me because I'm in a transformation period of understanding what that is for myself, learning who I am because I lost myself trying to make sure that I was performing and being the best version of myself, whether that's a father, whether that's a husband, whether that's a business owner, whether that's a brother, son, whatever that is. So now it's like I have to pour into my cup because what happens is if you have this cup, for example, uh, I could have used a bottle of water, but so if you take this cup and I drilled, let's just say five holes, one hole is, your job. Another hole is your kids. Another hole is your spouse. Another hole is your friends. Another hole is your family. So the more you pour into this cup and you drill holes, that creates an outlet. But it's not a healthy outlet because what happens is you're filling this cup up, but you're losing what you're pouring in. So establishing and setting the tone for what your peace looks like is the same example of when I say you have this cup and you're going to pour into it. Don't drill five holes at one time because you cannot sustain this cup and drink from it. If this cup is literally leaking as you're pouring into it, i.e. if you're a provider and you're pouring into this cup and everything that you're using to provide is going towards everything else. Sometimes that's shopping. Sometimes that's uh, taking care of other people or lending, whatever that is, lending money, giving money, spending money, whatever that is, you still have to make sure that your cup is protected. So there's a barrier around this glass that, you know, it has two sides. So the inside is like the first layer, and then there's a second layer. The second layer is the outside of it. So if you drill a hole and you go through both sides, there's nothing for you to to use to protect your piece. So I said that example is a long-winded example, but I said that to say that um, sometimes we have to find not holes, but things that can cover up. Because I'm a giver, so I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that I don't recognize that my cup is empty until I don't have nothing to drink. I.e., I might have been working or I might have been doing a lot of things all week. Then come Sunday, I'm drained because I have nothing to refuel me. And if we all know about hydration, hydration is important. We have to drink a certain amount of water each day to, to be able to go forward. You know, you don't need food, but you need water. So your peace is just as important as water. If you don't have it to give or for yourself, then you're empty and you're in a deficit. So let's talk about operating in a deficit. 
So when you're operating in a deficit, you're operating on just enough or nothing. So usually what happens when you're operating on a deficit, you begin to act out or you begin to have outbursts of the things that you wanted to do for yourself and they start boiling up and they come over out of your cup because you wasn't able to protect that second layer on the outside of this glass to protect your peace. So that's why I go back to the number one thing I said. I said, peace promotes purpose. Your purpose is whatever you have been called to do. Um, My mentor, um, Steve Harvey said that your calling and their purpose is the single thing that you'll wake up and do for no money because you love it or because that's your calling. I'll say that again. Your purpose is the single thing that you would do on any given day without a dollar attached to it, whether that's being a helper, whether it's been a caretaker, whether it's been a chef, whether it's been a, a lawyer, a doctor, a fitness trainer, whatever that is, you enjoy it that much that you don't have to get paid. If you get paid, it's just a bonus. So let me do a quick check. If you just tuned in, um, this will not be a long episode, but if you just tuned in, we're talking about peace promotes purpose. And in talking about peace promotes purpose, we're dealing with how to protect what you have so you can be able to operate in what your purpose is. We all have a calling. That's what I love about God's will and God's grace and God's mercy. God gave every single person a calling. Your calling may be, I walk into rooms and I give life to things. That's my calling. So I have birthing power. That was prophesied to me years ago. Shout out to Pastor Jathan Austin, who, who, who put that seed into me, who was obedient and told me, he's like, you have birthing power, which means I walk into a room and some things may not have life, but because I am operating in my purpose, I'm not getting paid for it. But there is literally times where I walk into a room and I am cooking. I'm behind the counter. My clients are there and God will drop a word into my spirit in that, in, in, in that moment while I'm working. I always ask first to the clients, I say, hey, is it okay if I be obedient? Because I don't know what your spiritual background is, but I want to be, be uh, conscious of what that could be. Is it okay if I pray or is it okay if I give you something that God told me? And um, there was a particular client one day who hired me to come in and cook for her mom's 65th birthday. And I was just under the impression that her mom was dealing with something that was, you know, like a, just a, you know, a simple sickness or something that was, you know, difficult for the family to deal with. Everybody was grabbing around her and they were just calling and people were just pouring into her and she was emotional and, I began to start cooking and then God said, um, give her a word that you went through this and that this doesn't have to be the end. So I began to start speaking and prophesied and saying, 
in this moment, you may be struggling with something. I don't know what it is. Come to find out it was stage four cancer. I had just gone through a season where I lost my mom last year, April 30th, rest in peace, mama, um, to stage four cancer. And this particular client's mom has stage four cancer and she's about to start chemo. And this celebration was to like give her a, a, a lifting of her spirits. So I began to start praying in that moment. And they looked at me like, huh? I mean, they were, uh, they were receptive, but they were like, wow. And, and God started letting me tell her that she, she can be healed and to, to believe and to have faith. But if it is not in your, in his will for you to survive this, you still trust him. My God, you still got to trust him. Even, even if the situation doesn't turn out how you want it, you still trust him. And I think that's one of the things that I believe when you have peace, even though things may not go the way you want it, you still trust God because you know that he is the peacemaker. He gives us healing. He gives us provision. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Je Jehovah El Shaddai. Jehovah Shalom. Like, he's the one that gives us the things that we need, so we can't put our faith in what man says, doctors, family, spouses, friends. We put it into God. And this is not a spiritual podcast, but I would be remiss if I didn't be obedient and just speak to the people who are like watching this. And they're like, man, maybe I don't even have a purpose. Yes, you do. You know how you, you, you know how I know you have a purpose. You woke up today. You know how I know you have a purpose. God gave you life to be here. So in our, in our uh, church series right now, Pastor Stephen Furtick at Elevation Church, shout out to him. Uh, he's speaking about um, your story has just begun. Some people are looking at where they are today in the book. You're looking at page 100. But God said you're still in chapter one. You're still on page 20. Stop trying to read ahead. Because what he did with Joshua at the at the river, he showed him 20 miles ahead that the stream was going to stop. And Pastor Furtick was just preaching about this on Sunday. He said, God is doing something upstream. So he's stopping what you might be feeling like is a flood. God has already stopped it. 10 years, five years, 20 years ahead. So stop trying to live 20 years ahead of yourself and live in the moment. Look at your story today and say, where am I at? Maybe your story is God has me in a position where I am just, I don't even know what the definition of peace is. I don't even know what the definition of having peace is that not crazy that so many people are living in a world where they don't even know what the definition of peace is for them? So I talk about the global version or the global definition. Peace is one of those terms that is frequently used. 
But elusive to define, we tend to approach it through binary thinking. You either have it or you don't. But the understanding of peace as the absence of conflict or otherwise known as negative peace is not wrong and can be useful. 60, 60% of people worldwide are at least somewhat worried about Sustaining serious harm from like a violent crime because they have a negative conception about peace. Nobody has achieved the highest level of peace yet. Nobody. Because we have to take ourselves out of the equation and look at how, you know, how God writes the Bible. You're not in the New Testament yet. So you're not matured enough to be able to articulate where you are. God may have you in the book of Genesis or in the book of Joshua or in the book of, uh, you know, Leviticus or whatever that uh, in the Old Testament. So you got to operate as if we have to stop operating in the mindset that we're in a New Testament living. And God has our story in the Old Testament reality. Stop thinking you're living in a New Testament when God says you're still in the reality of the Old Testament. Not theoretically or literally because we are forgiven, our sins are, have been, you know, God died for our sins. I'm not saying we're living in the old times. I'm just saying as an example or as an analogy, look at the book like you're in the beginning. You know, like in Genesis 1 and 1, God created the heaven and earth and everything in it is made new. I believe that we're in a season right now where God is trying to recreate what the beginning was. That's why we see so many generations, like our baby boomers are passing away. And now our, um, you know, if you're in the age of between like 65 to like 75, they're starting to like have issues and because I believe that God is trying to reset this world so he can come back and make it new. So when we get caught up on what we're not doing today, I'm telling you right now, that is just detrimental to where you're going. Focus on, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm in chapter one. I'm in chapter two. I talked about this. I talked about this in episode one. There's four quarters in life. Your first quarter, between zero and 19. Your second quarter, you know, zero and 18 is first quarter. Zero, uh, 19 to 31 is second quarter. Uh, I mean, to 24, or I believe I said 31. And then 32 to like 45 is third quarter. And then fourth quarter is 45 to like 60, 65. Use that as a, as a measuring stick to understand where you are. You're not in your fourth quarter yet. I think we get so caught up in thinking that God is done with us and our story is over and you don't have no purpose. I hate when I hear people say, I don't have a purpose. I have even said, like, just full transparency in the testimony. These past six months, I've gone through a great deal of depression and a great deal of just self-pity and a great deal of just self, 
doubt because I didn't know where God wanted my story to look like after losing my mother. It's a, it's, it's a darkness that you can never explain until you know someone that goes through it. So if you're just joining in, once again, we're talking about peace promotes purpose. I kind of went down a rabbit hole, but I believe I'm in, a, I'm in the right vein. If I'm in the right vein, you know, go ahead and say something in the chat. If you're logged in from YouTube, if you're logged in from Facebook, um, I want to know. I want to know that you are, are here and, uh, you know, put a comment in there, say something. But I believe that we are truly in a, in a place of we're not even fulfilling our full purpose yet. We're still in the midst of it. If you're a person that believes that, okay, let me give you an example. If you're working a job right now, I love using this analogy because a lot of people get stuck. They talk about their position, right? Because in a job, you have a position. That's what it is. You are the account executive. You're the salesperson, you're the manager, you're the what, whatever. That's just your position. But watch this. Purpose will create an aha moment and show you your function. Purpose will create what your function is within your position. I open that up. I'll unpack that. So if your function is an account executive, but you're, I mean, I'm sorry, if, you're, you're, if your job or position is an account executive, that's what you do on a daily basis. Guess what? God put you in that place to talk to 20 to 30 new people every single day that you never knew. Your function is to give them hope, give them life, give them some level of, of, of understanding that, it's okay, whatever they're going through. I don't know what your job title is, but a lot of people have these jobs where they talk to a lot of people every day. My wife has a job where she deals with a lot of people that she doesn't know. And it's funny, I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he was like, even in his job, <laughs> you have to smile, and then you're listening to somebody who's nasty, and then you're listening to somebody who's sad, and then you're listening to somebody who's chaotic, then you're listening to somebody who has no peace, that's your function. Your function is to figure out what God is trying to give you to say to that person that's going to help them. Though you may be drained at the end of the day, if you work a, a eight hour or nine hour shift, you should find joy in being able to say, I spoke something nice into this person today. And God said, that was the reason why I didn't want you to get discouraged or I didn't want you to get irritated and I didn't want you to get drained in this moment because I needed your spirit to uplift them because they're going through more than what you're going through. So don't get caught up on your position, figure out what your function is. So it's like a three part thing. When you talk about purpose and you talk about peace, it's not acting perfect every day. It's not acting like everything is okay. 
It's just what peace can you impart on someone else who doesn't have it? If you're a person of peace, bless are the peacemakers because they will inherit the kingdom of God. Peacemakers are living on earth right now and they don't even know what their function is. There's a lot of peacemakers. That's your, that's your function. You may think that that piece is for you. No, that piece is for so many others. So don't hog your peace and feel like that's just for you. You have to give that piece to someone else. Um, yeah, just to recap, man, look, we talked about uh, peace promotes purpose. And as I told you in the beginning of this uh, podcast, I did not want you guys to think that I am CEO means that all we talk about is just business owners. I'm talking about mindset. I'm talking about shifting our culture, shifting what we um, look at as impossible to be possible. Because I am CEO, if you take a look at what the purpose of why I called it I am CEO is because I want everyone to take account ability or account of who they are within themselves. You are a CEO of yourself because your purpose is going to bless someone. It's going to allow you to have salvation. It's going to allow you to operate in something that's fulfilling. And eventually, you know, you get a chance to, to, to go to the high place and really operate in your purpose. That's really what we are doing all this for at the end of the day. We're just trying to get to the place where God is pleased. Nobody is perfect. Nobody's going to get it right all the time. Nobody's going to be able to constantly find a way to just do it right. Nobody. So if you think that you have to do it right, you, you, you're sadly mistaken. You do not have to get it right. Be okay. Be okay with knowing that your purpose is right where you are. Have a peace of mind of understanding that, yeah, okay, you know what? I may not be in the position I want to be in because I'm at this job or I'm at this place. But guess what? Got to plug my laptop back up. Sorry about that. You may think that you're stuck in this position at work because uh, <laughs> no, let me let me say this. <laughs> um, it's funny that people pray for the job when they don't have it, and a lot of us do this. I do it. For clients, I do it for business. I do it for money. I'll pray for the thing that God is supposed to give me. You're right. Like, God is supposed to give me this. So I'll be praying for that thing and be like, God, give me all this. And then he does it. And then it's like, oh, you forgot about that next level. That next level is responsibility. Because with all that comes a lot of responsibility. That's why a lot of people are okay with just doing just enough because 
they don't want the responsibility. Like a lot of people say they want to be a millionaire, but you don't know what it takes to be a millionaire on a daily basis because that function has a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. And being in a place where you have all of that money and all of the things that you need and all the things that you want, it comes with a lot of responsibility. You can't just, you can't get past that. You got to really understand like the calling that comes with being a millionaire or being a person that has more than enough because there's people you're supposed to bless. There's things that you're supposed to do that you may not want to do because you're like, wow, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But guess what? That's the calling though. That's the calling. So I'm trying to look at some comments to see if uh, I have anybody that would like to say anything or any questions I can answer. Uh, I don't see a lot of people right now. I'll share this later either way to let you guys know. But if you're just tuning in, we'll be wrapping up here shortly. Peace promotes purpose. Uh, you have to go back and, and listen and watch um, everything that I said in terms of. So I, I want to say this because I think we get we we get this misconceived. So we have to be in a posture to receive the level of peace so we can operate in our purpose. So a posture is being able to receive. So if I use the example of when we're in church and you lift your hands, you open them up, and you ask God to come with his spirit, that's a posture because that's showing God that I, I, I am open and available. I'm, I'm surrendering to you. So that's the same thing that we have to do as it pertains to peace and as it pertains to our purpose. We have to get into a posture to be able to receive it. A lot of people want peace. A lot of people pray for peace. And you don't even know what you're asking for because that prayer is so loaded. Peace requires a lot of responsibility. And we have to get into a position where we know what our function is and what our purpose is. If you have no purpose in your mind because you haven't prayed or because you haven't realized what that is. God is, I'm not going to say because I can't speak to who he is and what he does, but I would go to say that I don't believe that God gives people with no vision or purpose mentally a lot of peace because you wouldn't know what to do with it. It's, It's too quiet. I believe God gives the people with peace because they understand what their vision and what their goal is. It's not that you can't achieve it. You just have to pray for it because you can have all this peace and stillness, but you're not doing nothing with it because you don't even know how to bless someone else with the peace. 
So just be careful what we ask for and just know that we have to operate in a, in a sense of just openness, understanding, and just allowing God to give us like a true direction, not perfection. Ask God for direction, not perfection. God cannot bless and or multiply perfection because he is the perfect God. So if you are already complete and you have it all figured out, it's hard for God to give you something more to multiply. So we have to go through our, our story, turn the page, and just live life. Life is going life. You know how we always talk about life be life. It does. It's, it's supposed to. It's what builds character. It's not easy to deal with in the moment, but guess what? It's supposed to happen. So I'm going to wrap up and just say, um, you know, one of my takeaways from, from this episode is just let's be more intentional about creating a space on a daily basis that we can have for ourselves individually outside of your spouse, outside of other people that you can build off of. Because what happens is when we put our trust in everything else, but God, it takes away from what he can bless. I'm not saying he can't bless your marriage. If you are invested in that, I'm saying in order for your marriage to be flourishing or in order for your relationship or in order for your, your individuality to be blessed, God wants you to invest that same energy into yourself. Not to, so a lot of people get this mixed up. Having peace and protecting your peace does not mean cutting everybody off. That is not of God. That is not of what he has called us to do. You have to understand the difference between creating and protecting your peace versus cutting everyone off. It's having a discernment and understanding of who should be in your circle or who should be attached to your peace. Because if you understand what that looks like, you don't have to cut everyone off because you protect your peace because you are the understanding from this is what God gave me. This is what I'm supposed to do. And he'll order your steps and he'll give you the right things to do to be able to walk that journey without feeling like you have to cut everyone off. And honestly, that's my takeaway, man. I, I just want everybody to, uh, and I'm talking to myself, this podcast is for me just as much as it's for you. And I just want everybody to take away that, you know what, your journey does not have to end with, I don't have peace and I don't know how to do this and I don't know. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You got it. You got this. You got this. Protect your peace. Your peace will give you your purpose. Your purpose will open up your function so you can operate in it to your fullness. I'll see y'all on episode three. This is your boy, Chef Kev. I'm out. Appreciate everybody who listened. If you logged in, if you didn't log in, guess what? I'm operating on my purpose. Love y'all. Peace out. Thank you.
I always had this urge to want to just be the boss and be the person that was like making stuff happen. So the best way to really jump into it is to just do it. So that's why we're here. Discover your purpose. It may not look like what it is when you are trying to discover it. Once we remove excuses, we're able to move forward.